successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to a Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today again on show number I think 170 of the Grill Nation Show. Here on 980 AM KMBZ, I appreciate also listening on iTunes uh, via podcast and at grillnationshow.com. We have a really fun show today, a very exciting topic that uh, we've never really talked about on this show, and, and I want to uh, get to that very quickly here. But first off, I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill here on 980 AM. One of those contributors is actually in a studio today. That's the KCADC. That's the Kansas City Area Development Council. We'll get to them in just a second. Also want to thank our title sponsors of the show, Trust, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West Companies, and Ryan Rink. Uh, other contributors to the Grill Nation show are Brian Sarr from True Wealth and Company and The Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co. Ryan maybe is a guest host and honor contributor. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about Casey Smartport. Casey Smartport is a nonprofit economic development organization that works to attract freight-based companies such as manufacturing, Distribution and Warehouses to the 18-County Bi-State Kansas City Region. Uh, their website website is a kcsmartport.thinkkc.com, and I'm sure there's a shorter version of that, but that's what I had up there. Uh, our guests today are Chris Gutierrez, who is uh, with, obviously, the president at Kansas City Smartport. Mark Long is a commercial real estate advisor and principal at uh, Newmark Grub Zimmer. Get that right there, Mark? Correct. And Jake Sorensen is a director of business operations at Aerotech. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank so you. A lot, thank lot, you. lot of great guests here in studio today. I want to thank uh, Ashley Hand as well and Tim Cowden from the KCADC from, for helping get this show put together. Uh, it's going to be really cool and so an area that I think that most Kansas Cityans maybe don't know enough about. So at the start, let's uh, let's each introduce ourselves uh, and kind of go more into the reason why you're here today. So why don't we start with Chris Gutierrez from KC Smartport. Great. Thanks, Jason. It's great to be here this morning. I'm with Kansas City Smartport. We're the regional economic development group focused on that freight-based attraction of companies. And this market is a transportation hub. It's not something we wanted to be. It's something we are and continues to grow. So I'm glad to be here. And you've been with uh, the organization for a while. 16 years, yes. Not not nearly as long as Ashley, but uh, pretty close. <laughs> so many changes and uh, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, very excited about having you on the show today, Chris. Uh, why don't we start next with Jake, down down at the far end of the room here. I think I can yeah. still see him here in the studio. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, Jake Sorensen. I'm with Aerotech. I've been with Aerotech for uh, 20 years, all in Kansas City. Aerotech is a full-service staffing company, so... We're privately held in the U.S., have 250 offices that are all non-franchised, and uh, just really excited to be here and talk about the staffing market in KC. I was curious about Aerotech. You know, when I, when I did the research, I'm like, that sounds like a really innovative, cool company. Yeah, the it name, is. You know? It is. We staff engineering, science, energy, you know, labor, skilled trades, administrative, professional, but what we try to do is we try to get 
specific niche areas where we're going to specialize. And the freight-based conversation we're going to have today has been really, really big for us locally and nationally. Very cool. And you are a board member, too, at KCADC? Yes, I am. Interesting. You got to learn some tidbits about that board over there. I heard it's uh, one of the best to be on in Kansas City. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very active. Very active. And then Mark Long is also with us. He's sitting to my right. Mark, uh, let's introduce yourself and your company and what you do. Sure. I'm I'm, uh, with Newmark Grub Zimmer. Not necessarily the easiest uh, name to pronounce. We've inherited that over years. We're in our 70th year of uh, practice in commercial real estate in Kansas City. We're part of the Newmark family uh, of companies, which is a really an international real estate company that has 400 U.S. offices. And in Kansas City, we, uh, you know, we do all types of real estate. We do the glamorous stuff that we really like to talk about. We were involved mm-hmm. in the Sprint Campus, the Federal Reserve Bank. We do office leasing. We do, uh, you know, retail. Uh, but we also do a lot of warehouse buildings, mm-hmm. some of the stuff that may be off of the beaten path from where people typically go on their usual transportation modes. So, uh, full scale real estate development. Yeah. Yeah. We do development. We do brokerage. We manage buildings and, and, uh, and we, and we, you know, sell and lease properties. And I know your office, at least the last time I was there was, uh, is, is downtown. Is that right? Yeah. We're still downtown. We're just, we're on the West side of downtown in a building that was built, uh, that we moved into in the eighties that I got there, uh, in 95. Okay. So I wasn't there when we moved in, but as I understand, it was on the west side, which was in the middle of nowhere. And now, you know, we're we're in a building that are we have a hundred people, about uh, fifty in that office, and they don't want to move. We we like our downtown presence, so we can service all parts of the metro. That's very cool. You guys have all got longevity at your businesses, which is rare on this show because we have a lot of entrepreneurs on here, and they they like to fail fast. Is that what they say? <laughs> so uh, very cool. Well, let's uh, let's start off here. We have a few minutes left in this segment. Kind of just. Talk to me about SmartPort, um, and then in the next segment, I really want to kind of delve into the real estate market, supply chain, logistics, what all this means to Kansas City and, and whatnot. So I know, Chris, you, you kind of just touched on the top of it, but also you can kind of take us more in depth about uh, KC SmartPort, its origins, and you know what each and every day you do. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, we are an affiliated organization of KCADC. Back in the late 90s, uh, there was a study that – looked at this region and what industries were strong, and transportation logistics definitely stood out. Uh, if you think Kansas City was founded because of the original bridges over the Missouri River that led to Kansas City being created, we're a transportation hub. So SmartPort was formed to focus on this industry, to grow it, and really embrace uh, the foundation of being a centrally located region in the country and within North America. Uh, infrastructure, one of the earlier days of the highway infrastructure was here, rail infrastructure, the barge, all four modes of transportation. Uh, today, we continue to focus on that and tell the market that this is where your distribution, your manufacturing operation be because of that location advantage and because of just the great labor force and uh, business environment here in Kansas City. So we were created in 2000 as part of the KCADC efforts. Mm-hmm. And you guys, again, focus a lot on site location. You, you, you talk about can- that KCADC does about why Kansas City is the place to be. Uh, tons of supply chain resources here in Kansas City, and then obviously the train workforce comes into play, and, and that's where uh, my friend to the right over there comes into play, Jake. Uh, what what are you seeing in Kansas City as far as workforce development and whatnot going on right now in Kansas City? Well, I would say, I mean, it's very, very competitive, but we can get to the workers. Is It's just you have to have a plan with your customers that are coming to town. Mm-hmm. So in this e-commerce they might 
close a warehouse on the West Coast and one on the East Coast and, and start one in Kansas City, which means they might need 500 people in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very important to have a plan with these partners maybe before they come to town, and you can kind of overlay their plan with your plan to staff them up. So we've been very, very successful launching new plants or new warehouses, um, but there is a lot coming here, and Chris could probably speak to a lot of the stats. I mean, it's been a big few years with bringing new customers to town based on what we've got going on here. So it's a great place to be, and that does create challenges, but we've been able to hit the mark pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. It really does make sense. Right in the middle of the country, this is a no-brainer. I feel like as far as marketing Kansas City, this has got to be one of our top priorities uh, as far as as far as this industry. And we'll get into that a little bit more after the break. Uh, you're listening to the Grill Nation show. I have Chris Gutierrez, Mark Long, and Jake Sorensen with me today. Uh, Casey Smartport is the topic. We're talking all about the advantages of Kansas City from a real estate uh, position, supply chain resources, and a trained workforce as we get going here on the show today. Thanks for joining us on 980 AM. Welcome back. To the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you keeping with us today on 980 AM, KMBZ, and as well as on uh, iTunes via podcast and at the website, grillnationshow.com, where I'll post photos of our guests that are in studio today. And you can always find me on social media at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram, you name it, LinkedIn, we're on there. So please connect with us on social media. Today we have on the KCADC, a partner of the Grill Nation show, and we are highlighting KC Smartport. Uh, great initiative here in Kansas City, uh, really kind of uh, portraying and showing all of our advantages that we have as far as site location and logistics and supply and real estate uh, advantages. It's just amazing industry here in the manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse space. Uh, Mark Long is with us. He's one of our guests, along with Chris Gutierrez and Jake Sorensen. So, Mark, you're a real estate guy. Uh, let's talk about current trends in the marketplace, uh, and then maybe we can compare those to other cities, uh, peer cities and larger cities. But kind of where's Kansas City at right now as far as uh, this industry and real estate yeah. purposes? You know, uh, Jason, trends affecting the commercial real estate business are uh, – uh, there's a few that I would point out. One would be the type of owners that we're working for today. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned entrepreneurs that are typically on your show and – in uh, the early stages of real estate in Kansas City, it was full of entrepreneurs. And as an example, you know, a an auto supplier would need a building in Kansas City. So one of those local entrepreneurs would go buy a piece of ground and build them a building and do a 20-year lease. And, and some of those people still own those buildings today. Mm. And they created a lot of wealth doing that. Today, it's totally different. And uh I, so 25 years ago, when I got into the business, my clients who owned buildings were typically high net worth local families. Mm-hmm. And uh, and today, the clients that I work for who own buildings or that we work for who own buildings are, t- you know, fund advisors. And mm-hmm. we're, we're working for, you know, the the uh, the people on Wall Street who are who are required to demonstrate to their investor pool a certain yield or a certain return. 
And so the way they think is totally different. Mm-hmm. The way they make decisions is different. And the amount of capital that they have to spend is totally different. Okay. So uh, I think that one of the reasons we – so one of the trends we're seeing is this uh, incredible amount, really historic amounts of space are being delivered to the market today. And it's it's being delivered by investors who didn't exist 10 or 15 years ago. And uh, it's it's really fueled by not only that – access to lots of capital, but also by the users that are demanding that space. And so we're kind of in the middle of this uh, retail revolution where where people are focused on e-commerce, and we'll talk plenty about that. But we also see – we're seeing three primary users absorb a whole bunch of space in the industrial real estate business. One is anybody related to uh, home goods. Uh, you know, when the residential market is good, people are buying furniture, people are buying carpet, people are buying anything that goes in your home that has to be stored in a warehouse. And mm-hmm. that's local. So we benefit from that. And uh, and then we have two very active automotive plants in Kansas City. And so the uh, the people that are supplying the Ford plant and supplying the General Motors plant uh, occupy a lot of space. And in some in some years, we might take two or three million square feet of space just alone to auto suppliers. Wow. And then in this, in this retail revolution, this, this e-commerce thing is, uh, is really, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface on it. And uh, people talk a lot about last mile. You talked earlier about being in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, I think there's a whole lot that goes to it. And uh, if you look at the e-commerce that have, the e-commerce companies that have come to town, those are big warehouses. Those are, you know, I mean, for the first 10 or 15 years of my career, uh, a a big deal in Kansas City for a warehouse building was 100 or 200,000 square feet. Today, you know, I mean, we're doing deals that are 500,000 square feet, a million square feet, unconscionable mm. uh, building sizes. And uh, part of that was because the local investors that I talked about to carry a million square foot building might cost $200,000 a month. Wow. And that's a lot for a, for a local investment office to carry. But for a pension fund who, who needs to invest money in big amounts, uh, that's fine. And, the, and so for the bigger trend, if you think about where the market is going, as e-commerce continues to grow, uh, we're going to continue to see large investments made in Kansas City for those those bigger users. Mm-hmm. And, and it all goes to providing supply chain and, and logistics and those, but, but then also too, you know, that affects jobs, right? The technology revolution, right? And so, you know, like everyone says, you know, automation is going to kill jobs and all this stuff. But then I think about banks, you know, um, they had ATMs that were implemented and, and that kind of at the time was thought to, to kill, I guess, bank jobs, but there's still people working at banks even though you can get money out of a machine, right? Yeah. And so that whole process is going to be interesting to see how you guys can can work with that um, as far as the warehouse size buildings and, and, and jobs and whatnot and how that works with state governments and local governments and, and tax policies. And it's, I mean, it's just it's mind-boggling how that all change here in the next few years and because of technology. Yeah. So. I mean, it, and that also opened – it used to be when the guy would come to town to find a warehouse building, you'd – go out and look for a warehouse building and you negotiate the best rent today. When you go to find a, a building for one of the users that we're talking about, 
it's it's much more than just the real estate, although that's important. And we can talk about the trends in real estate design later. I think that would be interesting to hit on. But we're talking about available labor as from a real estate perspective, which, Jake, we didn't talk about that before. We're partnering with staffing companies to make sure when we rent the building, we can actually fill it up with people. Sure. And we're talking about transportation. And in many cases, the transportation spend and the decision as to where you put a factory or where you put a a distribution center, the transportation spend is in some cases much more relevant than the amount of rent that you spend. And certainly the amount, the cost of labor is uh, more than the amount of uh, rent that you spend on these buildings. And Chris, how do we, uh, how do we, how do we rate here in Kansas city as far as uh, the spaces? Are we up to par? Do we need to build more? I know that uh, this is something that we've been growing as far as the spaces, but how are we right now? Yeah, to follow up on Mark's comment, yeah. over 50% of the decision of where to put that facility is transportation cost. Second comes labor. Real estate's kind of down the line. But, you know, over 25 million square feet of space has been built on spec in the last five years. We always need more. That's customers are telling us their decision is within six months of where they're going to put the facility. Uh, we've got to have a building up. We've got to have space available for them. Their decision, their speed to market is so fast. So the market continues to grow more spec. We need now a change, Jason, to think about we need buildings that are available for manufacturing operations that are available because Mark will tell you the vacancy rate in our market is so tight, there's not a building available for that next manufacturing client. So we need more buildings that might fit that that need as well. Mm. Do we Okay, so do we build these buildings before we have companies or is it is it they already have, Least out the space. And the, then, so the because I know this is an issue as far as I know with uh, with uh, Class A office space, it's different. But and then and too, it, like like we, I'm doing some stuff at the side and working with a building going up, and it's like you know the Class A office space is expensive, so you kind of have to have a tenant or at least half your tenant before the city will say great. You know, so is that is this work like this an industrial, or do you just there's so much demand that you can just build and people will be cool with it? You know, uh, that's a that's a really good question, and and what's fueled our the growth in our market is developers have had enough confidence in their ability to build these buildings on a spec basis with no commitments at all. And with the idea that they'll have it sitting there as, 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 you know, warehousing air. Mm. And then to Chris's point, these people, it, you know, I, I'm not sure what has exactly happened, but the amount of time, I mean, we could speculate on why, but these companies just need to move quicker. Mm. And if it takes, if it takes a year, to design a building and build it and and it be ready for somebody to actually start moving product in. We don't have that much time. Typically when they come into town, uh, they need to be up and running in the next six months mm-hmm. and actually moving product through that building. So we just don't, if you were waiting to, to secure a tenant uh, that really in the warehouse and distribution business, it really doesn't happen. Manufacturing a little bit different. That's a little more, that's a little deeper decision. That's a little, that's a little longer commitment typically. Mm-hmm. Um, although these e-commerce projects that we're talking about today, they're full of so many conveyors and so much technology. That's, that, that's not necessarily the case today, but we would typically, you know, historically we would see manufacturing operations where they, where they would have time to build a building. But the part of the reason our market is so dynamic and we have so much growth and so much absorption is because we have product here to show these people who are considering a Midwest presence. Okay, that's interesting. And we have the workforce to fill these jobs there, uh, oh, yeah. Jake? Uh, yeah, that's always a-, a concern, like with manufacturing. Is there enough skilled laborers that actually can 
can do these things anymore. Correct. So I'll give you an example. I won't use the company's name, but we met with them in February of 2017 about the possibility of them taking over a million square foot new spec warehouse. Yep. And um, they needed to add 650 people. So that's a pretty big undertaking in a short period of time. And we met with them last week, and I think we they launched in April of 2017, and we met with them last week, and they were at 670 people. So there's a lot that went into that, a um, lot of jobs. It's not all just warehousing. So that's kind of a challenge that this industry, I think we mentioned, Mark said, sexy when you're talking about, like, hotels and stuff like that when you're building buildings. But there is a lot of automation and robotic jobs and supply chain, and it's not just moving boxes. You know, some of these huge facilities may not even have a forklift in them. It just has tons of automated conveyor. We create more technical jobs. So um, we can meet the demand, but it's, you know, it's it takes a lot of work, though. It does take a lot of work. Very much so. Uh, we're talking about KC Smartport. Their website is kcsmartport.com, a function of the KCADC. Uh, here today with Chris Gutierrez, Mark Long, and Jake Sorensen. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM and on night. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM, and I appreciate you for listening today on iTunes. Uh, we have a great show so far. We've been talking all about real estate. We've been talking all about industrial uh, manufacturing, warehouses, transportation, uh, all the great things going on with KC Smart Port. Again, in studio today is Chris Gutierrez, who's uh, the president of KC, KC Smart Port, Mark Long from Newark Grub, Newmark, excuse me, Grub Zimmer, and uh, Jake Sorensen from the great company Aerotech. He's the director of business operations. So I want to talk about, uh, you know, it, it kind of let's, let's just actually like start at a basic level here. We've been talking about real estate, but, but let's talk about what actually are supply chain and logistics. And what is that? I mean, for, for people listening that think, okay, I see a truck on the road or I see a train going by, like what actually is supply chain and logistics working? Chris, you want to handle that? Yeah. Great question, Jason. Uh, supply chain is the movement of product or raw materials from the port of uh, the point of origin, wherever it comes from or is made to the next stage in, in the distribution or manufacturing where it could be uh, value added or worked on on it. And then it moves ultimately to us, the customer. So it's that movement, that management, that integration of freight of any kind, whether it's the plastic bottle or a automotive component that goes into a car along its track to get to the final destination. So many parties involved from the production companies to the distribution companies to the transportation companies, whether that's rail, truck, barge, or air, all of it integrated together in a network, and that's why we call it supply chain network, to move that product ultimately to us, the customer, or the end user. And in Kansas City, that central location we talked about, all of that infrastructure, all four modes of transportation connect here. And not just connect here, but is vibrant here and growing here. And, and again, I don't want to throw statistics, but only one I'll throw at you. We're the largest rail center in the U.S., in Kansas City. They meet here, they connect here, and they move freight here. So it's a critical uh, industry for us. There's workforce, there's knowledge, there's expertise, and there's facilities that allow it to get to us, the customer who wants to buy it every day. Mm. 
you talk about, I'm, I want to know where these, some of these people come from that call you up and say, or you guys work really hard there at KC Smartboard at KCADC. Where, you know, when someone comes to you and says they want a factory or they want a, a warehouse or they want Kansas City to be their hub, they want to actually like do more business here. Where are these people coming from and who, who, what cities are they moving from? Who are our competitors? Kind of go through that because I think we have a huge advantage, as you mentioned, being the largest rail center in the U.S. Uh, obviously, we have other advantages with with airport, with with intersections, with you know Canadian and Mexican um, coast to coast kind of things. Where are people coming from that say I want to relocate to Kansas City? Yeah, Jason, I'll take the first shot at that, and then the others will have some comments. Right now, we're seeing a lot of companies that are both domestic and international looking at the Midwest for the locational advantages. And again, it's industries from, as Mark said, e-commerce to retail to automotive to plastics to food manufacturers. Um, our target base is too. It's the actual companies that are in that industry. And the differentiator for Kansas City Area Development Council is that we become part of that industry. We know the automotive industry. We know the suppliers. We're part of their industry base as we talk about Kansas City. The second group is what's called site selection consultants. They get hired to find that location. We know them very well across the country. But what you're seeing is Kansas City is on the map domestically within North America, but globally as a point where companies want to do business because of a lot of reasons on the business cost side, the labor side, and mainly the transportation logistics advantages. So it's across the board, but we are top of mind to all these companies now here in Kansas City. What do you guys, do you have anything to add to that? That's a great description there. Well, you know, I think that Kansas City was, we were on the forefront Smartport, Chris, what year was Smartport started? 2000. In 2000, we were on the forefront of, 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 a Smartport was on the forefront of businesses that were created to attract this type of user, mm-hmm. um, freight based users. And, and, you know, I mean, it, if you look about the evolution of supply chain, Chris, when we started, even in 2000, um, the supply chain manager, maybe had a cardboard or card table, you know, office in a warehouse. And he, he really wasn't at an, and that may, you may have to go back a little bit before that, but, but, but the facts are that the, the amount of sophistication that has developed around supply chain and the consulting that is involved with figuring out how to move this product from its point of origin to the final user has become really scientific. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so much more about the time you think you have it figured out. You realize it's just, it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper because you want to think, you want to think Kansas City. I guess your first thought is Kansas City is in the middle of the country. We've got an affordable workforce. This would be the perfect place for people to store all of their goods and services. And remember, you know, the next time you buy something online and it comes from California and, you know, it gets to you in two days, you think, wow, if something was in Kansas City, it would be, you know, th- this would be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And the facts are that different users have different algorithms, and, and you want to be by population basis. And if you if you think about Kansas City as, a pop, as, as access to population base, the good news is we're right in the middle of all the population. I right. actually think, Chris, am I right? If you look at right in the middle of all the population, it's like Memphis. Is that accurate? No, the geographic and uh, number center is right here in the state of Missouri. Uh, but I mean, if you want to service, really? if you want to service customers the quickest, Kansas City. There you go. <laughs> Spoken like a true president of the KC Smartport. Smartport, right. Matt. <laughs> so, so guys, so uh, you know, we've had a lot of recent wins uh, playing off of that. 
Uh, one is um, Amazon, and um, that kind of goes into the whole e-commerce movement and getting people things quicker and whatnot. Uh, so I wanted to kind of talk about that. Uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on that? I know that that's a huge win for Kansas City and how that whole thing works with with workforce and, and, and bringing in all those new new sexy sexy jobs that pay really well that people love and but also the big name to the Kansas City area. Yeah, it, it's just awesome. And the, and the cool thing about it is it's not going to go anywhere. So if you think about this, if you buy something from Amazon mm-hmm. and it shows up on your porch, right? or if you drive to a store and you go shopping and you walk, you're essentially free labor, right? If you leave your house and you drive and you go do that. So why wouldn't you use companies like that? And obviously we do because I see a package on my porch almost every day, you know, <laughs> but um, they're here to stay. Um, you know, one of the things we discussed at, at one of the KCADC board meetings is, do you remember this, Chris? And we were talking about it and, and, and some of the people on the board, you know, have other interests, whether it's engineering or real estate or whatever. And we were talking about e-commerce. Well, you know, one of the gentlemen stood up and said, okay, well, we're going to have to redo bridges and roads and infrastructure it's going to lead to all kinds of different growth in the region and being a logistics hub and being able to get the labor it just makes so much sense and then to get companies like amazon and there's several several that are coming to town and it's going to be sustainable and in my business we want to have partners year over year and in a residual there so it's just exciting and it makes business sense for these companies to be here so is that so take us through that? So is that a, what, what kind of workforce trends? We talked about real estate trends. What kind of workforce trends are you seeing here in Kansas City uh, and in your business? Well, you know we're privately held and we have 250 offices. So Kansas City, interesting. I did not know that. 250 well, offices. Yeah, 250 offices, non-franchise. So I can see all the numbers all across. There you the go. Country. Let's get some real data here. So Come and on, they Jake. caution me: be careful sharing this stuff. But you know, <laughs> I'll share some. Um, we rank Kansas City always almost in the top 15 of all 250 offices. And you can't get paid in the staffing business unless you place people. So that's, you know, the results that we will have here. Mm. And it's pretty high. Yeah. And I've been there 20 years, so I can't really speak to other cities, but I do have partners that moved here from San Diego and one from Milwaukee, and they just can't believe the collaboration within the business community instead of just using us for a service like Chris and I and, and, and real estate folks, we will meet about companies problems before they get here. And I will meet with them and the consultants, not on behalf of Aerotech, but on behalf of Kansas city to answer any questions about, you know, would you do this? Would you not do that? What's going to be, you know, really a challenge and what's highly doable and give them some examples in those meetings and we're batting a really high ratio once we get them here and they can hear our story. Mm. So Chris could probably speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, the one thing I might add, Jason, you know, you think about Kansas City and Jake just talked about a team approach, so did Mark. Uh, that's the one clear advantage KCADC provides to this market is the team of, of specialists that can help that client decide on the right location works together. I talked this morning at breakfast about St. Louis, and there's such a disconnect to the business community there. You you hinted earlier about who our competition is. It's not St. Louis, but but Dallas, Columbus, Indianapolis. We have a team approach to deliver the value to the client here that is stronger because I think there's that approach that this is the business climate, this is the business environment that companies can grow. 
Um, and, and J.K. to write, whether it's Amazon or Jet.com, which is Walmart's uh, e-commerce platform, they're here in Kansas City because of all these factors. I was going to ask if there's a minute left in the segment, any other uh, big logistical wins of late you wanted to speak about that are public. Uh, I just found out that Jet.com was the arm of Walmart. I did not know that. Yeah. They, they just got, must have got purchased recently uh, in the last few years. Maybe maybe not. I, I no, bought it didn't. A, I've bought a few things from that. Now I know it's a Walmart product. I had no idea. It I did. should when, know that. When Jet.com rolled out a few years ago and selected three cities for their initial distribution, Kansas City was one of those. Soon after that, Walmart bought Jet.com, and again, it's operating here in Kansas City right across the street from Amazon, as a matter of fact. But wow. um, we just had the ribbon cutting on CVS. CVS uh, announced and, and opened an 800,000-square-foot distribution facility to serve 500 stores in the Northland. Governor Parson was here from Missouri to kick that off. Turn 5, a big e-commerce aftermarket auto parts company just located here. Uh, for SIA, an automotive supplier, just recently. So a number of both manufacturing and distribution companies that uh, have selected. And uh, Mark and I will tell you there's a couple more right on the edge that uh, we, we are about to announce as well uh, focused on this market. Uh, so we're, we're continuing exciting. to see success. Very exciting stuff here on the Grill Nation show today. We're going to be back with one more segment. We're going to talk more about KC Smartport, what the future looks like. We'll bring out our crystal ball, and we'll talk about how uh, government or technology actually could affect this industry. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I appreciate you joining me again today. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for uh, sticking with us for our final segment today with Chris Gutierrez, Mark Long, and Jake Sorensen. We're all talking about KC Smartport and the logistical advantages of Kansas City uh, attracting freight-based companies, manufacturing, distribution, and warehouses. Um, okay, guys, so uh, what what one thing could you could you see that could really just take this to the next level uh, as Kansas City on the map. I'm seeing headlines all over the country, every website, every newspaper. What is that one thing that really is the one thing you really want to happen here to kind of put us on a national map even more? We'll start with Mark. Well, you know, I think the I think that we are on the map, no matter how you rank us for industrial real estate development, uh, absorption. I think we're certainly on the map there. So, I, you know, I think that we will continue to see that. Jason mm-hmm. and the, you know, I, I think as far as is just in real estate circles, what we would like to see is what we always like to see is, um, businesses locate to Kansas City that, that have downstream effect, positive downstream effect. So as an example, uh, you know, you mentioned the office market mm-hmm. previously and in the office market, what I, I guess my crystal ball, I'd like to see more. You, we we are doing a good job, and we have a great resource for technology businesses. We talked about the technology that's in, in some of these uh, industrial buildings that we're building today. Um, but Cerner and Garmin and uh, NetSmart and those high tech companies, you know, they are bringing a type of worker that we want in Kansas City, and we, and and frankly, they're bringing the type of jobs that we want our kids to have in Kansas City. Right. And and they will be partners. Frankly, that type of worker will be partner in some of these buildings that we're talking about. So big picture, if I wanted something, I'd want more tech jobs. And by the way, in the office market, 
you know, tech jobs open up a whole lot. You know, a whole lot of law pay. firms, a whole lot of engineering firms, a whole firms. lot of consulting firms do business with them. So, yeah. you know, I I read in a real estate magazine uh, a couple of weeks ago about the number of autonomous uh, automobile companies that have opened in Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and the amount of jobs associated with that. And, you know, that technology will will – and those types of users will come to Kansas City. We just need it to come sooner than later. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, yeah, and I also think, I'll tell you, as far as that goes, the other kind of wish that we have um, in the industrial business or in the industrial real estate business is, um, frankly, for uh, a diversified group of investors to continue to express interest in Kansas City. So, uh that really drives if you don't have the inventory sitting on the shelf and in our world, the inventory on the shelf is buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have that inventory sitting on the shelf, then you don't have it's not as easy to sell something. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say diversified, your market does better when you have competition for in that in that business. And and, you know, that that can be local developers. It can be national developers. It can be all types of industrial or of investors that uh, think of Kansas City as a good place to park their money. And if that continues for us, the downstream effect is, is positive. Very exciting. Uh, what about you, Chris? What, what one thing do you wish we could uh, accomplish or have as a crystal ball in the future? You know, I'll, I'll agree with what Mark said. We're, we're already this transportation logistics hub. I think what I would look for as the industry changes, whether that's automation, uh, autonomous vehicles that Mark mentioned, uh, workforce skills. We are in a good place on all of those where we sit today, not only from a location standpoint, but from an industry base. Um, and I think we, we talked a little bit about, uh, the North American market and how well we sit in that and how connected we are to that. And as we progress with, with a, a modernization of the NAFTA agreement, we're going to continue to see growth. The one thing I'll tell you, I, I think we're going to see a tremendous growth in is the focus on this workforce in supply chain and getting middle schoolers and high schoolers to think about supply chain jobs and knowing what that means versus never even heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to continue. That's going to grow. And we're going to be a hub for a workforce in this supply chain area. Interesting stuff. Jake, what about you? Anything you, you would like to see? Yeah. Yeah. Chris, that was a great point. We were talking about it needs to start early with, you know, getting out to the schools, getting out to the high schools and letting them know about this industry and as it grows and becomes more and more desired, it's just going to continue to build. So I love that. Um, on a crystal ball, we're, we're already there on e-commerce and location and all that. And I want to continue to build on our manufacturing base and maybe some more high-tech jobs like Mark mentioned. Because mm-hmm. we have years and years of automotive here. We have got a great story to tell in regards to engineering firms here and that talent and we want to take it into that space and grow that space too so that's just something that that i have noticed in some of the numbers in in our operations that we'd like to see a little bit more of in the future and that's talking about something we can prove upon if we do have any weaknesses maybe that's something we can improve upon totally totally and they can get those those goods out right so if you have that that uh transportation hub and 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 that proof point to be able to do that um, this is a great place to do that. How does the infrastructure, uh, that's a huge topic right now in the United States. How, how is that going to affect you guys? I know 
you obviously what you do plays a large role when you talk about local, state, and federal government uh, and logistics. And I would imagine cross states, all of the different rules and regulations. But as far as infrastructure, I mean, it seems to me that that's like something that it should be top of mind as far as your industry and growing it. Absolutely. If you think about all four modes from a highway standpoint, we have more lane miles than any other city per capita. And today it's pretty consistently upgraded or, or maintained. Uh, of course, all of us in Kansas City can complain about I-35 or I-70 traffic, but we don't have congestion compared to our competition. So it's working well, but we need to continue to look out where the growth is going to be in our market and how do we address that transportation. Rail infrastructure, the railroads put the money into that infrastructure and they are very, uh, uh aggressive at keeping Kansas City in the forefront in terms of that air and barge as well. You, you've heard news, the port uh, facility in Kansas City is about to be upgraded from 50 acres to 450 acres. We're paying attention to it. What you don't want to do is take it for granted, and then we do have congestion and then try to figure out after the fact. So uh, we need more funding. Obviously, I don't want to get into that debate, but both federally and state to look at federal transportation funding is critical right now, and it's being discussed at all levels. But uh, right now, we're in a good good spot compared to our competition. Interesting. Um, before we have a minute left, uh, when is the slowdown coming in real estate? Is it coming, oh, Mark? Don't, don't, sure. let's, 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 not, let's put a cherry on top. Yeah, let's no, I, it's not. no, we get asked that question a lot, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we, you know, we actually put a, a lot of thought into it. And we, the the honest answer is the only reason you would think that a slowdown is coming is simply because of the amount of time that we've had in this ex- period of expansion. And we're not seeing we're not seeing any indication for a slowdown. And in fact, I mean, by that I mean sublease space. We have hardly any bankruptcies in the industrial business. We, you know, the only bankruptcies that are occurring are really bankruptcies that are probably necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have any of the kind of normal leading indicators for that. The the and I would tell you even if you look at those macro trends that we've talked about, the way product is brought into the United States, the way it's distributed, where Kansas City fits into that equation, the amount of e-commerce space that's continue that's going to continue to be absorbed, uh, the growth in that e-commerce business that is undoubtedly going to continue, all of those macro reasons lead us to believe that there really isn't a a real reason to be I looking like at a slowdown. I like that. That's positive, right? It's a good way to end the show. Right, Chris? Right, right, Jake? And Absolutely. Right, Mark. Absolutely. Chris Gutierrez, president of KC Smartport. Uh, Mark Long, uh, we've talked to from Newmark, Grubb, and Zimmer. And Jake Sorensen, the director of business operations at Aerotech. Fascinating conversation. Uh, for more information, check out kcsmartport.com. I appreciate you guys coming in today, and I appreciate KCADC support of the show and all the exciting, awesome things you're doing for our market. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. It's great having you. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one, everyone. Take care. Take care.